Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 10th of January 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and uh, we have, um, well, you know what? We have one of our heroes on the show today. We have uh, the uh, Search Personality of the Year 2018 voted person, voted person best uh, uh Best representing the great Tiara, Barry, Barry Schwartz. He'll be here in about, what, 10, 15 minutes? Yep. Um, that's exciting. We're going to be talking about SNX West coming up on the uh, 30th of uh, January, 30th and 31st. Um, SNX, like the premier conference series in, in the industry right now. Um, that's going to be exciting. And uh, as it happens, the beginning of the year and the beginning of any year, like we would like the Christmas break happen. It's like it's like the tech industry was like a coiled spring, just waiting for stuff to happen. And <laughs> yep. stuff's a popping. And, you know, uh, and it's such a relief who our guest is because of that. Because normally, when they've got like a lot of news and we've got a guest on, I'm like, oh, we got to cram a bunch of news into 15 minutes. Well, we've got on the guy who pretty much wrote where I found most of the news out. <laughs> Gee, eh? <laughs> Coming on as a guest, so that's helpful. <laughs> so we'll have a leisurely stroll through what's happening in uh, the search marketing <laughs> world, including the first story, which is like a really, and I, I can't, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so glad about this one. John Mueller giving hard advice, basically saying <laughs> burn, burn it to the ground and start over. Uh, you, saw, you saw this one, eh? I did, I did. Yeah, he was, he was, you know what? He was honest. He said what every Googler's probably wanted to say. Like, yeah, it was you know, burn it to the ground, salt the earth, and move on. <laughs> Just, yeah. Now, uh, this is in the context. You know, John Mueller um, is probably the most prolific um, and helpful Googler out there. He's, he's, he holds um, webmaster, webmaster forms and uh, office hours, like, um, almost daily. Eh? And... Um, he gets to see some, I mean, every SEO, everybody in the search industry gets to see some pretty crazy websites, and he gets to see them too. And uh, this was a, one of those websites, I guess, that just like sort of plagiarized from everybody else's websites, and it uh, just kept adding content upon content upon content, top 10 lists from 2019 in the first week of 2019. You know, just crap content like that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, maybe maybe he was still in the vacation kind of mood where he's just like, you know, I don't even want just just burn it to the ground. Don't even talk about stuff. <laughs> I think this is actually a sign that Google's going to be a lot stricter. Um, Google doesn't need your crap content anymore. It's got more than enough good content. Thank you. Yeah, well, I, I, I do. I obviously agree. And it's one of those spots. You know, I mean, I, I used to do affiliate marketing and I did all sorts of weird stuff. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm above what this person was doing. It certainly would be for clients. But, <laughs> but back in like, you know, when it worked, 2001. But I had the good sense to try and not put the sites that violated the guidelines in front of Google. I never went, yo, John. <laughs> Here's <laughs> a site that violates the guidelines. Can you tell me why it's not ranking? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess there wasn't much to lose, but still, like, you, you, you have to know that that's not what Google wants to rank. Um, I think John gave good advice here. You're right. I mean, they're, they're getting constantly, um, you know, more, more aggressive, um, you know, with their, with their filtering. And I think that their aggression isn't, I mean, okay, let's maybe talk penguins were a little more aggressive in, in some, in some ways, but, um, I think the aggression is coming in with the confidence that they have, that their systems are now sophisticated enough to actually catch things without nailing as many false positives. Like we remember the penguin that was just like, it was brutal. I think it was penguin three, although they the years are starting to blur in my head on penguins now, but, um, 
you know, they just it, it decimated sites. You know, it decimated them for like over a year. Somebody was catching false positives, right? I mean, it was, it was horrible for a lot of business owners, um, and recovery didn't happen for ages. So. I think now their confidence is higher. They've got far more sophisticated systems in place. And I think they can go, yeah, yeah, we'll just, we can get more aggressive now because we're not going to be catching false positives, at least certainly not to the the degree that that they have in the past. Mm -hmm. Now, they can be more confident and they certainly have more robust systems, but this is sort of a uh, industry of people who are pretty sophisticated themselves, right? (laughs) So, yeah. a couple of years ago, um, Aaron Bradley, um, back in back in 2016, uh, so it was almost three years ago, up on Google Plus, wrote about a uh, silly exploit you could do with uh, Google's Knowledge Panel, with the, with the snip a little piece of the URL of Google's Knowledge Panel, mm-hmm. stick it on to the end of a search query URL, um, make a permanent link on one of your pages to this uh, search. And, uh, you know, Bob's your uncle, or he could be if you search for the right Bob who has a knowledge panel about him. Um, And you get a Google result that says pretty much exactly what you want it to say. You uh, you came across this, eh? The the Google knowledge panel exploit? Yeah. So, yeah, Google's got some very sophisticated systems. And um, sometimes, I guess, um, uh, 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 all that sophistication... um, um, uh, 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 sort of covers um, big gaping holes in your in in, in your framework. <laughs> you know what? And I mean, I guess that's what they're there for, right? This is the reason why companies like Microsoft put out rewards and bounties for finding bugs and hacks, right? Like, no matter how many brilliant engineers you have, <laughs> there's okay, some guy right. who's smart. But again, Aaron Bradley is a smart guy. He's a smart yep. SEO. He wrote about this on Google Plus, like March thirty first, twenty sixteen, according to a noted authority on such matters, Barry Schwartz. Um, <laughs> and um, and uh, Google hasn't fixed it yet. The exploit still exists. Like, like almost three years ago, this guy wrote about it, and the exploit still exists. Yeah, yeah, that so, is like, a little weird. Maybe, maybe if Google put money up they'd actually take care of it because, you know, it, it costs Larry and Sergey some money. That that might get their attention. That might get their attention. Anyway, so uh, it's how to do this exploit is written about it's all over the journals. We're not going to we're not going to necessarily try to describe it uh, on radio to immortalize it. And I'm pretty sure that Google's going to plug the hole pretty quickly. But as it is right now, screw around with those URLs, kids. You can you can have some fun especially if you want to convince your parents that you've become president of the United States. If you have a knowledge panel about yourself, you can do that. <laughs> Brilliant. I wonder Brilliant. If I have a panel about, I don't think I have a knowledge panel. That's unfortunate. Oh, well, it's probably my own damn fault. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd like to convince my parents that I became president. <laughs> now, that would be... Once you're done convincing your parents that you're president, it's only responsible to remove that you know, offending pages and stuff from the web. And if you have a whole bunch of stuff you want to remove from the web really quickly, Google's uh, kind of spelled out exactly how to do it. You know what? This story fits into my, oh, I should have thought of that. Like I've done the manual one, but I'm like, yeah, right. Sitemap makes sense. <laughs> well, and, and this is just one of those pieces of, of SEO knowledge. That's like this arcane piece of knowledge that is really good to have because you know, you're going to need it one day. Yep. Okay. So, you got a uh, a client site, say, and that client site has like tons of content that um, you want to get rid of because the client's going to replace it with with fresh new content. Um, some of the times, uh, some of this content, the old content, there's nowhere clear to 404 it to. Now, in an unrelated story, Google has said, "Don't 404 stuff to the homepage just for the sake of 404." Or I'm sorry, don't 301 stuff to the home page if you don't have a suitable page to 301 it to mm-hmm. just 404 it let it die let us know that it's supposed to be gone and we'll eventually get rid of it but as webmasters know they don't get rid of stuff quickly enough google doesn't flush its indexes as as frequently as, as you might want it to um so there's a handy dandy easy method to do that using 404s and temporary sitemaps okay again rather than uh, 301 redirecting a uh old link 
uh, old document to your homepage if you don't have a suitable, um, comparable document to, to 301 to. Google's, Google's saying straight up, like, just 404 it and put it in a temporary sitemap. Change the last modified date to uh, when you wanted that page to vanish, and Google will make that page vanish, vanish faster. Cool trick. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? It's like submit it in a sitemap. Now you don't rely on their crawlers. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Of course. Um, gee, if there was only Google Minus, gets <laughs> 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 rid of it in just a second. Google Minus. Um, okay, we have. There's just, just, just so the audience knows. I want to tease them a little bit. Barry Schwartz is standing by in the uh, in the side of the studio here, eh? Um, ready to come on, and it's only quarter after the hour at time of recording. So, do we got one more story to go to, or do we go to break? What do you think? Um, I let's go to break. You know why we, we got we got tons of stories, but let's just let's just get Barry on because I'm excited to do it, and he can certainly chat with us about any stories we want to talk about. I, I, I assume so, indeed. So, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Folks, you're listening to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. We have Barry Schwartz from Search Engine Roundtable coming up after these messages. Stay tuned. Back in a sec. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate email brasco at wmr.fm do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of mount everest it doesn't have to be TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. From SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere webmasterradio.fm is the destination for education entertainment and engagement 
Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere commercials off now back to webcology only on webmasterradio.fm here are the hosts jim hedger and dave davies hey everyone welcome back to webcology here at webmasterradio.fm it's the 10th of january 2019 this is jim hedger from digital always media dave davies from beanstalk internet marketing and in the studio on the phone with us we have the one and only barry schwartz um Barry, I could give a hour-long introduction and still not be done. Uh, but, man, I am so glad you're sitting in that seat. Welcome back to Webcology. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Um, you, sir, are the search personality of 2018, the North American search personality of 2018. Did you, That was kind of cool, eh? Yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. I have to travel a lot, you know, wave my hand in a certain direction. It's been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you have you solved that brain surgery crisis you were going to work on? Oh, almost, almost. Give me a couple more days, but almost there. <laughs> Excellent. I'm so glad to hear it. Um, if anyone, honest to goodness, if anyone deserved the tiara for the work you put in and the amount of uh, of, of information you've made available in in this industry, like I, I, I think you're the choice for the next ten years. It's it's a lot of low gener- low quality generated content, uh, you know. I just fast, so. Well, I, I, I I Google has, <laughs> does Google have something to say about that? Sometimes, you know, with Panda updates and different updates, they have made their voices clear. So, yeah. Um, oh, I actually remember that, Barry. I think you had you had published a piece where you got hit with a Panda update, if I remember correctly, and not understanding that actually the content was actually meant to be short because you're just telling us what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I like getting hit by penalties. I'm sure all of you guys enjoy penalties. So it's <laughs> one of those things that you look forward to all the time. And uh, finally, one time it actually, you know, made my, made my way. So. Well, I mean, it's, it's not like Google discriminates with their penalties. They hit themselves with penalties a few times, too. Um, it truly is, and most of the time, algorithmically driven. Yeah, well, most of their penalties, I think, were manual. Um, from what I remember, remember the Chrome buying links and... Google Japan buying links and even AdWords buying links. Um, but they haven't penalized themselves even though they've been called out a few times uh, recently. So I guess, you know, since Matt Cutts is there, you know, anything goes, he's, since he left, anything's going, the furlough and everything, it's just wildness going on in their government and the U.S. So uh, anything goes you, these days. Do you still get a chance to talk to Matt? Do you, do you still ever touch bases with him? Um, I haven't spoken to him in a few months, but I saw him at XMX Advance, I think. I think it was Advance. Just not like a, several months ago, uh, but I've spoken to him a couple times um, since I made that backcuts.org site. Um, he seems to be doing okay. Thank God. Good. Yeah, indeed. Any uh, any chance that you or anybody in the industry can catch up with him at the end of January in uh, in uh, San Jose? Um, hope so. He's he's now in DC, I think. So. 
I well, actually, yeah, but he doesn't have much to do these days, right? So I'm told that he just tweeted actually, I think last night, that his uh, department has some type of different way of getting compensated. But although his higher level department, like the one above him, that is like the division they're under, is furloughed, but he's not. His his division, his subdivision is not. So okay. I think he still gets a paycheck, although I, I doubt he needs a paycheck. Well, well, the boss. Well, the boss is away. The they may as well just, you know, like take over the entire department. Pretty crazy. Who's yeah. stopping them? Um, and this is what happens when the government shuts down, kids. <laughs> the kids are in charge. Um, okay, so SMX coming up in uh, in three weeks, uh, two weeks actually, because the calendar just keeps on marching. That's kind of exciting. Um, what's up with SMX? Uh, the thirtieth and thirty first in. Uh, in San Jose, California, SMX West. Um, what's up with this conference? Wow, it's in two weeks. Oh, so um, <laughs> it's, uh, I didn't realize, no, no, I'm joking. We have so many conferences. The, the, the West show is very, very special. Um, it's, it's in Google's backyard. Um, it's one of those special conferences that I love going to and meeting the people. It's nice weather, of course, and all that type of stuff. Um, but we have a lot of, like, it's a two-day conference, um, and we have a lot of cool stuff going on over Wednesday and Thursday of those dates. Um, my specialty, obviously, loving talking about the SEO space, so one of the ideas, I think, yeah, Dave, you're on, you're on one of those panels, so you know what's going on. Um, so machine versus man, and I always thought it was interesting to watch the community talk about how is it important to chase the algorithm, can you chase the algorithm, do how like you know manual actions versus or algorithmic penalties or they're not called penalties um, should you focus on all the different little tweaks that Google's making or should you just focus on making your site better and I always love that conversation of those who are like you know in the webmaster world forums and looking at every little hiccup back from like the Google dance days watching the, the Google page rank page rank scores jump around from data center to data center <laughs> people who are just focusing on the bigger picture and making sure their website's really really good um, so we have a panel that's really focused around that, and Dave could uh, sum up the whole panel in the next uh, half hour if he wants to. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm going to try and draw our uh, draw our listeners to it if they want to actually know the answers to these to these great questions. <laughs> so, you know, you don't want to give it all away. Uh, give it all away, and, and you know what's being with? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's fun because I, I've seen your, your presentation and Lily Ray's presentation uh, on that topic. But the cool thing about this panel is that we have two senior level Bing representatives that work directly in search, one on the spam team and one on the manual actions team at Bing. And they're going to be like, Dave, everything you said is wrong. And Lily, everything <laughs> you said is right. And they're going to go through <laughs> what actually happens versus what we think happens with the spam teams and the, and the manual actions teams at a search company. So I think it's going to be really enjoyable. Um, obviously, your presentations will be excellent. I've, I've seen them, and I'm really excited for them. But I'm kind of more excited to hear, um, I guess, the rebuttal, if you want to call it that, to whatever you guys are saying and, what the, and the Q&A Q portion of that panel. Back in the day, and historically, um, SEO and uh, the relationship we, we've had with search engines has been a collegiate on one side, but also kind of a game of cat and mouse on the other. Um, the search engines, I think, have always appreciated sharing information back and forth with SEOs, because, I mean, very few people study them as, as closely as SEOs. But at the same time, um, you're never quite sure exactly how um, thorough they're being when they're, when they're returning information to you. So Barry, when you're talking to search engines and and at the show um uh, in in San Jose, um, your BS detector, um, how 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 are the settings on it? Uh, it's interesting. It depends on who you're speaking to at Google. Google's very. I think Google's typically, at least as a company, they're very hands off in terms of their. They have their policies, but you know people can say whatever they want. I mean, you, you you've heard different Google reps say things that are really out there. And they still have jobs there. They may have switched divisions over time and stuff like that. Um, you know, Matt Cutts really knew what was going on, uh, I believe, uh, for the most part. He's no longer there. So getting somebody who sits in on those search quality meetings every week, they ha you know, their launch meetings every single time they have a launch meeting every, I think, Thursday or, or something, um, that type of stuff, you know, um, you don't really have somebody who's involved in that on a day-to-day basis that's really communicating with us. Um I would try, you know, I would love to get that person involved more if there is, but they don't, they, they don't feel a need for it. You have people like John Mueller and Gary and uh, different, you know, Google Web 
webmaster trends analysts that are involved. Um, and I think they, they are copied on a lot of emails, and they, they have the bigger picture of what's going on at Google. But they're trained, I guess, on some level, and they have the experience over years and years of how to communicate with webmasters. Saying too much could lead to you having to say more. Saying too little could lead to people speculating wrong. And no matter what they do, there's like no win. They can't win. I mean, if they tell you there was a Google update, then people want to know, all right, what type of update was it? Uh, okay, core update. Well, what does that mean? Can I fix my website? Can I not? Why, can't, why can you tell me I can't fix my website? What do you mean? How can you dare tell me I can't fix my website? So, I mean, these things go on and on. And I feel like the more they tell us, um, like the worse off they are, they, they, they can't win. Um, so I think they've been trying a lot of things over the years. Um, and it's, it's, it's a hard thing to balance. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't blame them per se. I don't, you know, I don't think they talk too much. I don't think they talk too little. I think they've been trying different things. Danny Sullivan going there is, is pretty cool. Um, hopefully one day we'll get him at a, at a conference and get him to talk a little bit. Um, but again, he's not, he's not an engineer. He doesn't know exactly what's going on with the algorithms. Not that anybody's one person does really but um, it's very interesting to see that communication level and how much they communicated back in like 1999 or 2001 versus how much they communicated back in 2003 2004 2005 versus how much they communicate now in you know 2019 it's uh it's been a bunch of different eras I should probably map it out one day that type of level of communication and how it's you know increased decreased and it's, we still have the same problem we don't <laughs> You know, we we either they tell us something we think they're lying, um, we think they're telling us miss you know miss you know they're not being fully honest with us or uh, they're trying to trick us. You've seen everything out there in the community, and I don't think Google, no matter what, you know, I don't think they, I don't think they have they can ever win with their communication. No, and I mean, could it could it be that we're facing a spot like Google used to be a little more forthcoming, like in in when an algorithmic update happens, like a, a little bit more. You know, this is Panda; it's about this, right? Like in, in that sort of sort of context, which they're not quite so. I find out from you, Barry, that an update is happening, <laughs> like more more often than than not. Um, and it's not because Google said anything; it's because you know there's there's chatter in the forums, and you're reporting on it. Um, so. Could it be, though, that we're in a world that is just so complex that, I mean, we, we know with machine learning in, in the systems, so often the engineers don't even know specifically why the results they're seeing are the ones being produced. So could it, could it well be that they just can't anymore report on specifically what's changing because it's more complicated than they even are able to know, certainly as one person? So I, I, I don't think that's the case. Um... I think they specific. I think in certain areas, AI and machine learning is very, very prominent in Google search. But I think with core ranking, you know, position one, two, three, four, five, I think they, from what I've heard, and especially with the departure of uh, the previous Google lead of search, who's now replaced, um, who went over to Apple to run Siri and stuff like that over there, and he was a big machine learning guy. He was replaced by somebody who's not really into machine learning. And before him, um, I mean, Segal was not really into machine learning. I think. They, if they let the, the algorithm go loose on machine learning and they don't know why something's <laughs> happening, they're afraid to do that. And as long as the search quality is good, they don't want to have to go to, I think, for core ranking, go to machine learning. I could be wrong. Um, that's my impression. I don't think it's... I think, if, I think they like to be able to debug something that has gone wrong. Um, and when they don't have that power to do that because they're deploying too much machine learning and AI then they run into issues. So and I think they may have tried things like that. But That's a, a really great angle. Um, now, something that, and again, you know, I, I, we could just have you on every show because we, well, actually, you know what? Sort of virtually we do because we talk about <laughs> basically every show when we're covering the news. One of the things that I'm most interested in, basically every morning I'm like, okay, and, and there's more, and usually it's from you, um, that I'm finding out about uh, layout changes, which are, there. I mean, there's just, there's this constant, and specifically in travel. How, uh, in in my mind, and and maybe you can you can correct me if I'm just like, no, that's just perception. In my mind, they're really amping this up. Like they're just constantly making layout changes in specific sectors, you know, more than others. But they're they're across the board. They're making some. Are they really? Are, are am I right? Are they speeding up their layout changes? And and why do you think that might be? Oh, so that's a hard. I, I, I mean, I've tracked, I've covered. If you go to my my search around table, you type and you go to the tags and you click on user interface changes or user interface. You'll see how many I've covered over the years, 
and I cover, I only probably cover about maybe 10% of what is sent my way or what I spot. Um, some are so minor you don't even see them. And like you said, in certain verticals, they're much more rapid and more drastic, like hotels at one point, and local search, knowledge graph changes. It, they're constantly, you know, Google My Business, they're constantly ch- testing things. Um, and I think they have a really great platform to do tests. They, they, they're easily able to test stuff, UI changes, moving a button slightly over, changing it from green to a light yellow or something, whatever it might be. Um, and some of those changes are much more drastic, like they launched new things. Um, so I don't know if they expedited those things over the past couple of years, per se. I don't, think a, I don't know if there's been an increase in the number of UI changes in the past couple of years, definitely in the past 10 years. Um, but I don't know if, the, you know, if you look back two years ago, if they did, they're doing like, I don't know, I don't know, twice as many UI change, uh, tests as they did two years ago. I, I don't know if that's the case. Um, it could be. I just don't, I don't think so. Um, because again, I, the amount of stuff that I don't report on um, is, yeah, I probably report on about, maybe about 10, 15% of the, the things that I spot in terms of UI changes, because a lot of them don't really matter. Uh, so they change a button from a dark brown to a dark black or something. You know, it's, they're, they're so minor. You know, in the, in the, in the olden days when Marissa Mayer was, uh, was still at the helm of, uh, of Google Aesthetic, um, a change like that could be debated for weeks. Um, a torturous, torturous uh, weeks of, of meetings to figure out whether to make a, a button blue or brown. Um, a lot of uh, changes have happened over the years, not, not just to the, the layout of Google, but actually how Google and other search engines function. And um, for years, SEOs have been wondering if there was going to be a search tool ever that, that could possibly challenge Google. In 2019, it seems that the, uh, the, the search world is splitting in, uh, in different directions again. Um, pure search, uh, Google, Bing, DuckDuckGo, stuff like that. And then uh, shopping search, um, pr- primarily Amazon. Um, how much of a threat is Amazon or DuckDuckGo to, to Google's position today? Um, none. <laughs> none whatsoever. I love like interviews and like they ask you a question, they expect like a long answer, you just say no. Or, like, yeah, that's what's so Like uh, no. Amazon, Amazon poses no challenges to Google. No, of course they do, but Google's like just product search. I mean, it's people who have Amazon Prime accounts, it's massive. I mean, obviously, you know, Google Voice search and the assistant and transaction queries over voice and transactions in general, Google's not a big transactional search engine. It's more of a informational search engine, and you're trying to get, you know, find information, but they don't complete the transaction. And Google's been talking about completing the transaction for probably like 10 years now. Um, and it's even more important with voice, with voice search and Google Assistant being able to, like, I want to buy batteries, you know. And Amazon can handle it, but Google has it with Google Check Express or whatever you call it these days. Um, so obviously in that area of shopping, yeah, of course, Amazon is an important uh, search tool and an important co- co- competitor to Google, but I think I think I, I'm pretty sure that Amazon totally dominates Google in terms of transactions um, and and you know checkouts and stuff like that. And I think Google will love a piece, bigger piece of that pie, which is why over the past two years, um, Google Express has been really really they're partnering with everybody, Walmart and. Walgreens and Target and every, everybody, everybody to try to compete with Amazon. Every single retailer on the internet is afraid of Amazon, and Google's one of them. Uh, but in terms of core search and day-to-day search and being really, really smart with search, nobody could touch them. I mean, Bing's trying, and they're investing a lot of money. And you talk to any SEO, they're like, "Do you optimize for Bing?" They're like, "Why?" Uh, you talk to anybody, any SEO, do you optimize for, for um, you know, DuckDuckGo? They're like. Why? <laughs> Again, it's, it's really nine cool. billion searches a month. I know, but nobody's going seriously. I mean, you get it. But yeah, again, um, so when it comes to Amazon, if you are obviously a retailer and you're looking to sell, um, you want to be in Amazon. And of course, that anybody who joins Amazon, you speak to them. They're like six months later, Amazon killed my business. They took over, they sold all my products directly, and I'm out of business because of Amazon. Uh, so it's very it's a it's a weird. It's a, it's a weird position because Amazon wants to control and the product as well. They don't just want to, you know, rank your content and and help you sell your 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 merchants, your 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 goods. They want to actually be the source for the goods. 
um, and they constantly are killing off retailers because anything that's they have they have the database, so they know what's popular, they know how much you're selling it for, they know who you're buying it from. They could just cut you out, and that's one of the biggest. I'm sure you guys interview other people, but that's one of the biggest complaints about Amazon is that they can literally make or break any retailer online um, in a matter of you know seconds because they just cut you out. Um, whereas Google's thing and their their whole I guess thing for the past years is they, they try to send people directly to your website so they can make the purchase. Of course, they would love a piece of that a piece of that as well. So, yeah, on shopping, yeah, Amazon is obviously the the, the beast. But in terms of overall search, I don't think Google has to worry. Um, they're just way smarter than everybody else. One of the, a complaint, I guess, was I'm not really a complaint, but a phenomenon webmasters have noticed over the years is Google. Um, has basically dictated how uh, a web site and a web page is constructed, being based on based on what it needs for uh, for ranking. M- much like uh, Google had a great deal of influence, not 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 on purpose necessarily, over the construction of headlines and 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 journalism, um, because all the newspapers wanted to, to to rank higher than the competitors on any given story. Um, Google, you know, Webmaster said that Google would push them around and affect their behaviors. But now it seems that user behavior is changing the way that that, that Google looks at itself. Um, have you heard uh, in, in people that you correspond with or talk to a lot about how voice search is changing the way Google sees its its, its function? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously there's more search. The growth is across voice. Um Eventually, you know, the Google Home devices are everywhere. Voice assistants are are literally everywhere. There's like a million voice assistants from Amazon, Alexa, in people's homes. Cars have it built in. Fridge, you know, your fridge, your microwave, even your shower. They just announced there's a uh, a voice assistant eh? shower. Um, CES is all about, you know, home automation and voice assistants and this and that. And that, and you're walking around your house, you could talk to your you could talk to your house and of course, Amazon wants to be the person, the, the machine you're talking to. Google wants to be the machine you. Apple wants to be the, you know, Siri wants to be the machine you're talking to, and Bing Cortana wants to, Microsoft Cortana wants to be that. So that's the future, I guess. I don't think you know typing into a search box or typing, you know, on, on your mobile phone or on your desktop is going to go away. Um, but the future growth, where they could actually get more and more um, queries, is through voice search because that's you know something that's really just really starting to, it's, it's going to, it's like a, it's like basically like a beast waiting to be unleashed um, in a cage. And it, it's just about like, where can we monetize this? You've seen some examples of monetization across Google Assistant and, and Amazon and, and voice search and stuff like that. But it's really, really early. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what happens and see how marketers actually treat it, how they, how, what, you know, what features they unleash. We just built a, a software application for Amazon Alexa, where people could actually build, buy gift cards before the holiday season. Uh, we built it for a client of ours. It's called GiftJoy. Um, it's it's early. I don't th- you know it has, wasn't I don't think many people actually bought gift cards, but it's like a last minute thing. Hey, you, Amazon, like you say, Alexa, I want to buy a a gift card for my mom and whatever it might be. And this is all right. Where do you want to buy from? Gap. All right. How much do you want? Do you want to spend? Twenty bucks. So the, the conversation of ha- of buying stuff and how marketers have to think about um, building out these skills or Google Assistant enabled. Um, voice commands and stuff like that is a whole new world and I think it's very exciting um, it's a very exciting space to be and I think I think Apple Google Microsoft Amazon they all want to be there and that's the, so a very exciting part as well at this point um, and it's, it's way early to tell and I'm actually kind of hoping for, for a quick answer because we have to go to break in a couple seconds but um, at, at, at this point is there um Who's leading? Who's leading that race? Is uh, is, is Google ahead? Is Google Home? Or is, is is Amazon ahead? Uh, good question. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I think Voice. Um, there's a website that tracks stuff. Um, I forgot what it was, but I think Amazon and Google are pretty close. I mean, I think Google's selling more right now, but in terms of overall quantity, I think I think um, I think um, Amazon's still ahead. Uh, I think it's called VoiceBot. I forgot the website, um, but basically it's like a very cool blog that covers um, all these types of uh, voicebot.ai um, and they have all the latest trends and stuff that's going on. I definitely recommend you check them out. Of course, we have really great um, sessions at XMX on voice search and all this type of stuff around that and core SEO and mobile stuff, um, but a really good bot blog for what's trending around the voice 
uh, Google Assistants and different types of assistant data is voicebot.ai. It's really, really great. Definitely recommend it. I have nothing with them. I don't write there. Just letting, just letting you know. <laughs> Actually, we've got a couple seconds to check that page out. If we can get you to stick around for a couple minutes, we have to take a break here on Webcology. Um, so, friends, you're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 10th of January, 2019. This is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. It's on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Stick around. We're back with Barry Schwartz after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 10th of January, 2019. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And we have the one and only Barry Schwartz from uh, Search Engine Roundtable, Rusty Brick, SMX, Search Engine Land, Marketing Land. Um, like I said at the beginning of our session, I could go on for an hour and still not introduce Barry properly. Um, Barry, uh, we, we were talking about the SMX conference and the conference series. Um, SMX West is coming up in um, San Jose in uh, just in three weeks, not two weeks, my mistake, um, on the 30th and 31st of January. We actually have a promo code. Dave, you, you, you got a promo code, um, a, 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 bit, a bitlified promo code for, uh, <laughs> for SMX West. I do, I do. Uh, yeah, I, I asked for one because – because I knew we, we had the, the pleasure of having Barry on the show, and I'm like, hey, we'll be chatting about SMX. So, uh, so yeah, I asked for one, and they were kind enough to give me one. So any of our listeners who would be interested in attending SMX, and, hey, maybe you'll even get to get to say hi to Barry while you're there. Um, the, the code, thank goodness, it was a long one at first, but they shrunk it down for me for, for, for radio, uh, is WEB15 with a capital W. So just WEB15, the 15s for 15%. So you get 15% off your tickets, and... Hey, it's going to be an awesome show, as as Barry talked about. It's sort of like one of the one of the key shows, um, and there's going to be a lot of great. Well, I'm kind of tuning my own horn because I'm going to be there. I like to think there's going to be a lot of great speakers, um, but there's sessions I'm looking forward to to attending. So when I'm saying that, I'm referring to uh, the people that I'm I'm really excited to uh, to go and, and listen to and chat with while I'm there. Well, I mean, while you're on the subject, is there any 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 session in particular, Dave, that you're that you that is a must see for you or or even better, for somebody who's in the S- getting into the SEO sector, what's a must-see session they got to get to? You know what? It's, it's funny because we've got Barry on. There's one that I'm totally stoked to, to go to, um, and Barry's going to be moderating that one as well. It's on the same track. It is immediately after mine. Like, I have mine, a break, um, and then Max Prin and your friend and mine, Eric Engie. I, I, mm. I might be mispronouncing his last name. Anyway, they're chatting mobile-first indexing and mobile-friendly SEO. Um, and I'm really, really looking forward to that session. It's probably the one that I was like, I need to get there and I need to interview Eric <laughs> while I'm on the ground. Um, oh, yeah. It's going to be a really, really interesting 
Uh, really, well, it's always interesting to hear Eric talk, right? Like it, yeah, it's, they're both just amazing speakers. Um, they've both spoken at XMX numerous times at other events as well. Uh, but they, the cool the good thing about Max and Eric is they both put a tremendous amount of data into their slides, um, data that you wouldn't find anywhere else. So I always love just seeing it, – it, it's very little work uh, for me to, to actually moderate <laughs> a session with Eric and Max on it, including you, Dave. Um, but they just – they just they, they really do do an amazing job, and I just sit back and watch and listen. It's great. <laughs> just sort of wind them up and let them go. I know we've had Eric on our show a few times, and yeah, just ask him a question and then settle in with your coffee. <laughs> but the quality of the information that's coming out is so high. I mean, you don't you don't, you don't want to interrupt the guy anyway because like he's going to give you a, a golden gem any second now. Yeah, uh, and what I'm also interested in as well now it's the the next day. Uh, but Arsen uh, Rabinovich, I hope I'm, I'm pronouncing that right, um, is speaking on a panel on, and I, I've seen, I saw this one, he did the same session, but it's different every time, um, back at uh, SMX East, uh, but he's going to be doing solving complex SEO problems. He did a great job at, that would at be East, cool. and I'm, I'm always interested to, to get his take. I don't know who he's going to be with, if, if, if it'll be somebody else on that panel, I assume there will be, and yeah, it's going to be an interesting panel, and he's he's a really good speaker as well. So that's another one I'm really looking forward to. You know, I think yeah, this I is really speaking... oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. sorry, Barry, go, go for it, man. Yeah, I said Arson. I think is speaking by himself, which is going to be we 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 tend to for certain sessions we like to have a solo speaker with a lot of Q and A at the end, and he's going to rock that panel. It's one of the, another panel that I Chris and I Chris Sherman and I came together with a few years, maybe a year ago, um, just looking at overall SEO problems and. You know how to actually address those SEO problems, whatever it might be, and people might even know they have those problems, and that's why it's a great panel to attend because it might make you think about things that you're not thinking about that you can address and take you know things home with you immediately after the conference to work on. So uh, you must be excited too, then, because you've got uh, now. I'm like, oh yeah, right, and this one um, with uh, one of my favorite speakers. And I first saw her at like MozCon ages ago, but I've seen her a bunch since. And is Dana DiTomaso. Um, now, I don't know Conrad, Sam, or Damian Rolison, but they're both speaking on the new realities of local search, which, of course, local is really, really interesting. Um, and Dana is just, just brilliant. So um, that's another one that'll be, that'll be quite interesting. Anyway, sorry, Jim, I think you, you had to... No, uh, it's, 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 it's a really cool phenomenon, I find, is uh, the, the three of us are, I think it's safe to say, we're part of the old guard in the, uh, in the industry. We've been around, like, since the age of dinosaurs. Like we were, we were around when coal was still dinosaurs, right? <laughs> um, and I hear these names, these these, these great names of, of of speakers, and I think, oh yeah, Rabinovich, he's a he's a really cool new guy. He's been around <laughs> for like a decade and a half. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I just find that that's a, that's a really weird phenomenon that comes as uh, as you as you get older through the uh, conference the conference uh, circuit, and. Conferences have changed over the years. I remember ba that back in the day, there were these massive affairs, like uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in sponsorship money going into the conferences, and that seems to have changed. It's cha it changed the nature of conferences. Um, Barry, are they harder or easier to organize now? Um, so I'm not involved in all the organization. I'm involved in just on the content side. Um, so okay. really dealing with the sp figuring out the agenda, um, writing up the agenda, figuring out then who would be the best types of speakers for each panel. Then once you get the speakers on there, and making sure that the speakers themselves um, are really talking about things that they are passionate about, because that passion can be definitely be seen on the stage. And also making sure there's no overlap, and then the Q and A is kind of entertaining. Uh, but in terms of organizing a conference, I, I, I've done everything from soup to nuts, from the speaker side, obviously the content side, to all the way to sponsorships and exhibitors and con conference venues and stuff like that. I did it for XMX Israel uh, back in the day, which I haven't done in probably so, uh, like five years now. I've just been a bit busy. And it's I'm been that long? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Wow. Um, it's been, yeah, at least probably five years now, yeah. Um, and it's it's just a pain in the neck, really. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I kind of equate it to, and again, I'm not talking for XMX. XMX Israel is something I did personally on my own time. It wasn't involved with Authority Media except for using their name, XMX. Um, so I literally did everything from the venue management to the food to the um, sponsorships, booths, you know, power outlets, all that type of stuff. 
um, AV guy. It was, it's just a pain in the neck, and I kind of equate it to running a wedding for like 50 brides all at once. The initiative is incredible when, when in, in, that goes into these shows. Um, but organizing speakers and organizing panels, that's, that's, I've done that for a couple conferences myself. Um, for an SMX, when do you start thinking about the, ne- the, the next show, the getting, getting the next panels together? Um, at least six months ahead of time, usually more. Um, so we're planning XMX Advance. We have a call tomorrow for it. Just to, Actually, we had a call yesterday for it, I'm sorry, um, to start uh, figuring out the agenda and stuff like that. And the agenda should be published, at least a draft agenda should be published by Monday internally, um, and that's about six months away. So, And that's cutting it close. So you, you usually, I mean, some, if it's up to me, do it a year out in advance. This way you have enough uh, leeway to make sure all the speakers are booked and um, you do enough promotion for the conference and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really, at least six months ahead of time. It's uh, phenomenal the amount of work that goes into these, phenomenal the amount of information that comes out of them. And uh, I want to line up two or three or four or ten more questions, but we've gone full clock. We're out of time. We've got, we gone around the circle. <laughs> um, it, happens. it happens. It happens every week, too. It's always disappointing. I know. Um, Barry, thank you so much for taking time to spend with us on, on Webcology. Um, me. I, I wish I was going to be there. I know Dave is looking forward to seeing you in person. Uh, three weeks from now, San Jose, uh, San Jose, California, um, SMX West. If you haven't booked your tickets, that promotion code again is? <laughs> Web15 with a capital W. Web 15, get it in, save 15%, get to SMX West, meet some of these people, go to some of these sessions, and most importantly, become part of like uh, one of the greatest professional communities or our closest knitting circles you'll ever join. Okay, friends, we've gone full circle. Thanks to Barry Schwartz from uh, SE Roundtable et al. Uh, for joining us. Uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to WebCology on webmasterradio.fm on the 10th of January, 2019. Stick around the network. Great content coming up after these messages. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.